All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. We're back here with the, uh, close to the finale, uh, part three of four of our planned uh, Spider-Man episodes here. If you haven't heard the two episodes before this, you're probably going to want to do that for this series in particular. Um, we have some episodes where you can just jump in and, and watch wherever, but I would recommend for this one, we're, we're dig- digging into issues like... 30 through or 20 through like 39 so like yeah probably you're gonna want to check out what happened before but that's up to you i suppose i'm not the boss of you <laughs> and uh, if you haven't seen the first raimi spider-man or the second raimi spider-man and you've only watched the third you need help yeah you owe it to your, <laughs> yeah it, it, stop listening to our podcast for god's sakes and go watch that movie i want to meet the person who hasn't seen the first two and only has seen spider-man three. Oh no it's like that one's all right i guess i'll wa- listen to this episode of the podcast that's the only spider-man movie i've seen <laughs> that would be unfortunate uh, uh, at least at least they would be uh they would get fan service in the uh current spider-man movie with sandman he shows up yeah true that, that was the only uh, reference to spider-man 3 that they decided to is put it in the there. same dude uh, i believe so okay i would have to check the credits but i don't i don't see i can't imagine why not thomas hayden church seems like he just does whatever anyone asks him to so yeah and like, i can't imagine he was lobster johnson in that hellboy movie yeah he was great and yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine yeah he has like a huge amount of work no but nothing I mean, against him but no i mean we'll talk about it when we t- get to the the section of the podcast where we talk about spider-man 3 uh, later in this episode but uh he was probably the highlight of the movie yeah, in really. My opinion, the least. only character with an actual arc. Yeah, the only character who like <laughs> actually like made me feel something for a moment. Yeah, right, I was only, like, wait a minute. <laughs> probably the only empathetical character. Yeah. So I mean, he's got that going for him. That's probably why they brought him back. It's like you're the only survivor of that yeah. movie. Get in here. <laughs> James Franco's phone wasn't yeah, going off. Yeah. Neither is Topher Grace's. <laughs> God no. Uh, but yes. So our plan for today, if you haven't figured it out, is uh, we're going to be discussing more of Ultimate Spider-Man. We've been reading that for the past uh, several weeks. Going through uh, the whole run here, not the whole run, but the major part of the first uh, half of the run. Yeah, this will bring us through the uh, because the first week we got to discuss the first couple arcs, including Green Goblin stuff and uh, amongst other things. Uh, Last week was Doc Ock and some other stories, and then this week is going to be uh, it's it starts out with a story of like a fake Spider Man using the alter ego to do crimes, which is kind of a cool take. I enjoyed that little mini arc there. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was cool. And then we we get the first bona fide uh, Venom story of Ultimate Spider-Man, which is a different take than normal for Venom, but yeah. we'll, we can get into that as well. And like I said, I think that will wrap up our plans for this year. I, I think we're out. Normally what we do is we do a special episode on Christmas to re, to uh, talk about Klaus Yeah. Uh, by uh, Grant Another Morrison year and Dan it. Mora. But oh, no, I, we didn't do it last year, didn't we? No, we did. We went through and covered the uh, the last of the issues that we hadn't covered yet. That's right. So now there's there's nothing left. So we've talked about the whole book. So. Yep. God willing, we'll get another one someday. If there is one, if they end up releasing a book, then we will we will uh, warm up the oven, we'll get back into the studio, and we will do an episode if oh, we yeah. have to. But It'll be Christmas in July. I don't think that's going to happen because surprise comics never happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're always announced months in advance. So Especially we nowadays. Yeah, so that's an unfortunate. But hey, whatever, whenever they can bless us with that. It doesn't even have to be on Christmas. I mean, it's nice when Oh, it, it could is, be whatever. But I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so no Christmas episode this year, but we will get some Spider-Man uh, Christmas stuff in there. Um we have one more episode planned. We weren't originally going to do a four-parter, but then uh, our buddy Dan from the uh, Gate Crashers podcast wanted to uh, come on to discuss, because uh, 
this uh, Spider-Man Sam Raimi stuff is like his favorite shit ever. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did a disservice by not having him on the first time, which especially was, for was number one, a blunder on our part. So, <laughs> um, so we're, we're but we're gonna make up for it. He's gonna come back and and discuss with us th- his thoughts on. He's already seen it, the new Spider-Man yeah, movie. I, 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 believe, I believe he went a day early. Uh, so he's gonna come on the episode uh, in a couple weeks to discuss that with us to see uh, what we thought. Oh, I guess we'll have to see the movie by then. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I need to see that soon. So we'll have to see it sometime in the next two weeks. No, so yeah. we'll have to figure that out. I'll try to find a time when there's nobody else at the theater because I'm not going near this plague-ridden I commoners. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a couple other theaters by us that aren't like theater style where you get like your own individual table. Yeah. That's what Luke did. So that, we could, we could try something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that that will be the plan for two weeks from now after the holiday break. Uh, we'll be able to discuss that movie. And then um, I forgot the name of the comic that was recommended for that. Let me pull that up quick. I was wondering because I was I had a little bit of downtime at work. I was going to either read more Ultimate or something, but I, I couldn't remember if we were going to keep doing Ultimate or switching it up. I have the name of it here. Uh, one moment. I, uh, the story we're going to be reading for that episode is called uh, A Death in the Family. Um mm. Which is a short uh, four issue uh, story. I, I think it's a Green Goblin story, so it'll be a good uh, reintroduction into that character for us. Because from what I've heard, uh, Will- Willem Dafoe is like the star of the show in that yeah. movie, which is what I was hoping Kills for. It, so yeah. that that's all that's all I wanted. So I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. Of, I mean, of course, <laughs> if you're going to put him in the movie, there's no way he's not going to give it 110. percent Oh yeah. So I'm excited for that. So we'll be able to uh, get a, a different take on Spider-Man. We've been doing a lot of Bendis Spider-Man. We can actually go to something different mm-hmm. uh, and get a different perspective on it uh, and then finally talk about that movie. Um, moving into January, I believe we talked about our plan being uh, re- reviewing more Avengers, but we could also go and read Hawkeye. We don't have to watch the Hawkeye show. I'm not going to make you do that. Unless you want to. But I mean, that, now that I know Kingpin's in it, I might get around to it eventually, but we'll see. Yeah, so that might be a thing we do. We might talk about the show. We might not. We might talk <laughs> about Avengers. Either way, Hawkeye will be there. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out when we get It'll there. be Hawkeye adjacent. Yeah, we'll figure out what we're feeling when we get two months from now. Because two months from now, I might just be sick of Hawkeye. I don't know. Yeah, we'll who see. knows? Um, I believe with Inf- uh, with Avengers, we left off at Infinity, so we only have uh, a couple more volumes before we could finish that and then go to uh, uh, Secret Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the only actual like Marvel event that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> so that will be uh, our plans moving forward for 2022, which we are already upon. Uh, as always, I do want to call out if you uh, want to follow us over on Twitter, over at Agents of Podcast. You can do that to find out what we are going to be reviewing ahead of time. So if we're being indecisive like we are now about what our next books are going to be, then that's the way you can keep up with it. Uh, you have no one to blame now but yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault. Anyway, so we're going to be going on to the book for this week, which I had just closed on my tablet because I'm an idiot. But I know what it is. It is Ultimate Spider-Man, starting with issue... 29. Take it away. Yep, 29. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, the writer. Mark Bagley uh, does the art. We have colors by... Transparency Digital. Oh, that's not as exciting as I was waiting for. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What about letters? Uh, Letters. letters? uh, I can't read. Chris... uh, Eliopoulos? Well, uh, if Eliopoulos? You if you can't read, those letters are going to do no good for you. It's weird font. <laughs> uh, yes. I actually have a confession. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing this is a comic I've been podcast. faking it this whole time. <laughs> this is the right podcast for you. <laughs> Why is my thing not working? Because the Marvel app is impeccable. It became terrible. <laughs> they, they keep making it worse. Yeah, I swear, this Marvel Unlimited app, it, it was fine for years, and now they keep trying to make it better, and it keeps getting worse. Well, they're trying to make it like 
more conducive, but it's just making it less and less. They're trying to make it, I think, more appealing. Like when someone looks at it, when they don't like, when they want to get into comics, they're like, "Whoa, look at all these comics!" Yeah. But then when I want to, when I actually want to have it organized and read my comics, I'm like, "Whoa, look at all these <laughs> comics! What the fuck?" Yeah, they just throw it everywhere. <laughs> There's too many comics. Just a on the giant page. pile. Where are the ones I was reading? <laughs> Oh, it's upsetting. Anyway, so I finally found the issue we were on. Like I said, where we left off, um, he had just taken down Doc Ock, and I guess Craven the Hunter, but we're not going to count that one. Yeah, and uh, a little... It, well, actually, no, he didn't take down Rhino. That would have been Iron Man. Oh, uh, yeah, he wanted... He, there was a Rhino issue, but it, he was too late to take him down. <laughs> um, this arc, this first arc, I actually really enjoyed, because there's a really uh, satisfying uh, uh, conclusion to it. It starts out with uh, an interesting kind of twist where... Uh, spider-man is robbing a bank he has like a security guard tied up with webs and he says this is a robbery and he like takes takes all the money from the bank yep um and it's kind of convincing because like mark bagley draws him exactly the same oh yeah um yeah whoever this this dude is like he knew the role yeah he he, he had to work out for months <laughs> i was gonna to, say just got cut as to hell. get ready for this <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be believable oh uh, but yeah obviously it's a fake spider-man uh but he, it's he's got the fake webs too yeah they? how the hell they I never really explained that they that was not explained i was wondering <laughs> that the whole time and then yeah. i remembered it was not covered peter probably should have had questions about that yeah like this guy was some kind of genius <laughs> like unless he like found webs that peter left behind just recycled Does them? that work that way maybe that's gross he could reverse engineer things because there's no way peter's not leaving webs everywhere oh yeah like it, it well would... i was always under the impression they just disintegrated after a while maybe otherwise new york's gonna be like permanently halloween themed i was gonna say that is that's a big cleanup job <laughs> they just leave it it gets rid of all the bugs <laughs> right um do you think peter parker eats bugs I want to believe no, because he was he was bitten by a spider and like got like what are what we're told to believe are natural abilities that a spider would get that are now being put onto a human. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't look at a bug and doesn't like lick his lips. Yeah, I mean if he's got spider sense, he maybe has spider taste. Like when no one's looking, just like. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, but I think that's true. I hey, I think it'd be fun. I think that's probably in the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I've heard some bugs can be tasty if you prepare them right. So, well, he's not going to prepare them. He's just no, gonna, he's going raw. He's dog. Right in, how you prepare them is just you just leave the web up. <laughs> That's how you prepare. The web's them. got seasoning. Yeah, of course. Uh, but anyway, he robs a bank, and uh, and then obviously we see. I mean, I don't think for a second anyone's actually thinking this is Peter. So we see him like right again at the uh, the bugle, where he finds out that this has happened, and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck." Yeah, because for some reason, I mean, it's convenient for this story, but Ben Urich, the reporter, is like at the bank as it's getting robbed, and he's the big Spider-Man fan, so he's sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, how could you do this, Spider-Man? <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> um, And there is kind of a, a Gwen Stacy is not really going to, or not, sorry, uh, Gwen Stacy is going to be in the story. Uh, yes. Uh, Mary Jane is not really going to be in this arc. No. Because there's kind of a thing going on. I mean, they're teenagers. They like have, you know, emotions, so they yeah. break up for a little while. Yeah, they're because- quote unquote broken up. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's pitched at first to be like simply because of like the Gwen Stacy business with like Gwen Stacy now living at Peter's house uh, and, like, and like her being jealous of it, and that comes up like that is a thing, but like yeah. the main reason is actually something that hadn't been touched on yet. But it's actually a really good point that no one uh, that Bendis actually uh, emphasizes really well here, which is Mary Jane has been going through a lot of shit that she just hasn't been talking about. Yeah. Uh, mainly that she has been like tossed off of buildings. Yeah, she has been like thrown around. She kind of want to avoid that. Yeah, she's constantly a hostage. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, she's having like trouble at home, like with her parents that Peter like has never even asked her about. So yep. she's understandably feeling like 
very like this, this relationship just isn't safe for her. Oh yeah. So she breaks up with him and then is gone for uh, I would the seven eight issues maybe not long. Yeah. I mean she pops in and out. Right. She's still in the in the book, but like not with Peter. Yeah. Um. And then that's but it kind of it segues that segues that uh, into the the Venom arc very nicely where he's like forget it I'll take the Venom suit yeah uh, like, I'm gonna kinda, be I'm gonna be a badass now yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go dance at the club find me some shade hot legs <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a really cool scene too where um, I guess that comes later um, Peter Parker goes to like investigate where this like fake Spider Man's coming from and when the cops find him they like immediately open fire yeah which is like okay yep. <laughs> that tracks uh and and it's it's a great cliffhanger because they open fire and it literally just like leaves a page of just peter like bleeding on the ground like surrounded by cops pointing yeah. their guns at him so you're like how the fuck could he possibly get out of this and when it opens he's even like being arrested by the cops they're like putting him down and he's gotten shot in the shoulder yep he's like dude don't don't pull my shoulder don't <laughs> oh, yeah it's pretty gruesome and then he has to like swing away with handcuffs on and like climb up the wall like with just with his feet um, yeah, it is the classic breaking the breaking the handcuff chains. Yep. So he, he and then he literally has to like fall into a dumpster and hide in a dumpster for the rest of the night, just like bleeding out. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like rock bottom, as low as it can go. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, he, he's like, and he has to call Mary Jane, even though they're like, you know, having relationship problems. And he's like, "Can you help me? I'm bleeding in a dumpster." <laughs> and she's like, "Holy shit! Yeah, where are you? <laughs> is that a euphemism or what's happening?" <laughs> nope. Um, and it, it's cool too because when they Mary Jane has to bring him to the hospital and just like leave him there, yeah, because it's almost like uh, they committed a crime. Like they want to get this bullet like taken care of, but I mean, they technically can't. has. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to get this taken care of and not have the cops find him because then they'll know he's Spider Man. Yeah, we just shot a dude in the shoulder and then he got away, and now a dude shot in the shoulder showing up. Wait, the are hospital. you Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's they treat the bullet wound, and then when the cops show up, Peter is just gone, just, like, just in time. Yeah, pulls a Batman on. Him. Yep. Uh, so it's a pretty tense scene. Like that, it starts out like this. Uh, this arc is very well paced. Um, yeah, because during this robbery, the fake Spider-Man is trying to like use a breaching charge to get the like an armed uh, bank transport. Yeah. Um, and the cops show up with um with Captain Stacy, Gwen's dad. Guns blazing, of yeah, course. Guns blazing, of course. <laughs> shoot the bomb. <laughs> shoot the bomb. Um, no, they actually do shoot the bomb, and then the dude's got to ditch it. Throws it at a kid, and then Captain Stacy's got to hero it, and then ends up dying. Yeah, the whole thing is just a big fuck up. Yep. Um, but no, Captain Stacy goes, dives, saves the kid, and then uh, bomb lands in his, in his lap, and uh, he is gone. He's, yeah, that's a boom. Uh, so Gwen Stacy is now... She is having a really rough time. I feel so bad for this girl in this comic, because yeah. she... Just the whole run, it, it's just it never stops. Yeah, and now knowing how it ends for her, Jesus Christ, she was yeah. just like just put in the, there just the, to be beaten down. There's <laughs> never like an upswing for her. It's really, no. it's really upsetting. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Because yeah, now of course, because as far as anyone knows, now people still think that Spider Man Robin shit. So now she hates Spider Man because now Spider Man killed her dad. Right. And so yeah, it, it, yeah, because she has all the, all this problem. Like the her dad was like the one person she had because her mom like literally left. Yeah, and, and it's actually kind of extra sad because like because now like Gwen's kind of been hanging out at Peter's and stuff because Captain Stacy's busy and like Captain Stacy and Aunt May almost kind of had a thing for a little yeah, bit. There was an issue where they're like flirting with yeah, each other. Yeah, she's like macking <laughs> on him. It's like, oh, uh, Aunt May's about to get it. Yep. Nope. Unfortunately, yeah. no. Yep. But there is a really good comeuppance for this guy, though, because Peter, like, uh, like tracks him down after what happened. And he's like, someone like this can't 
it's like almost as bad as Uncle Ben for him, like when he freaks out. Yep. And um, he goes and finds him, and it's it's this really cool scene where he's at the bank and he like finds him. He's like, "Did you think I wouldn't do something?" And yeah. Kicks his ass completely. <laughs> yep. Um, and the dude's like, "No, you can't. Do- I'll get caught. I'll go to jail." He's like, "That's the you're lucky that it's not as worse than I'm you're exactly. Lucky. You're getting off easy. Yeah, you should be praying you go to jail. Yeah, and not because yeah, he ends up like almost choking him out. Yeah, it's it's this really like." intense moment where like oh shit like peter is more powerful than he ever lets on like when he wants to kick someone's ass like they get it oh yeah yeah if he wants to kill someone that he could probably do it yeah at a second's notice um but it is kind of like a dark moment for him though too because like that's the first time where he like really felt like he could have killed someone yep like that's what he tells mary jane like later he's like i almost killed someone today like i could have i was right there i was gonna do it yep the next issue but that leaves a perfect twist into um the venom arc because this is where we get introduced to the Venom symbiote, and that's kind of where we have Peter's like uh, you know down spiral into into that. Although his time with the Venom symbiote is extremely brief. Oh, I was yeah. kind of disappointed by how brief it was. Yeah, it's pretty short. It only lasts a couple issues, especially in a long run where you've got time. Yeah, I, I feel like you could have used that for more, but that's beside the point. Totally. Uh, maybe dedicate less time to Eddie Brock, who I fucking hate. Yeah, they they really made him the worst. Yeah, and like it kind of worked out at the end because you really don't want to feel sorry for him near the no, end of it but, but yeah, yeah it's, it, it, <laughs> it just the the initial thing of like why were we even supposed to kind of like this guy to begin with <laughs> yeah well it, it starts out on really weak pretenses because the, the whole venom arc here starts with peter like uncovering some old videotapes of yeah. his dad and in this run his dad is like a scientist who was yep. like making these new like you know Marvel Universe science fiction inventions. He was no Reed Richards, but he was like making some cr- pretty crazy shit. Yeah, biological ge- engineering, stuff right. like that. And him and uh, Eddie Brock's father were both scientists working on what they thought was going to be the cure for cancer, which was like this goo suit. Yeah, th- that whole concept is so wonky. It's just like, it's it is, the cancer suit. It is a little <laughs> weird. Is someone supposed to wear the Venom suit like for the rest of their life? Or like you wear it and then it like eats your cancer and then you just take it off? Maybe. That seems a little more reasonable. Yeah, either way. It, I mean, it's a wacky idea, but I, I was, whatever. I, unless you just have to like wear that for the rest of your life and just eat people occasionally. <laughs> I mean, that was the drawback. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta eat what you gotta eat. Yeah. Uh, but it starts out with that, and then he uses the videotapes to track down Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock was someone who was like a few years ahead in his grade. Um, I don't remember if he's been in this run yet or not. I don't think he has been. This is the first mention of yeah. him. Because, yeah, he, he was like partners with Eddie Brock's dad. Yeah, and he tracks him down and uh, just has a conversation with him about, like, you know, just trying to kiss. He doesn't have a lot of friends or a lot of people to talk to right now besides yeah. Gwen. Yep. Um, and he uh, he gives him a couple of the videotapes. He's like, here, like, get your dad. Because his dad died in the same ac- a ca- plane, plane crash, accident yeah. that uh, Peter's dad did. Yep. So he's like, here, if you want some of these tapes, like, your dad's on these. You might want to, like, have these for sentimental value. Mm-hmm. And Eddie's like, oh, that's really nice of you. Like, thank you. Like, here, I want to show you something. Yep. And it's and it's like Eddie is like fully uh, uh, planning to let Peter like in on this whole project, too. It's like the Venom project that their parents worked on. Yep. And it, they, he has like a Venom symbiote or I mean, whatever you want to call it in this universe. It's like, yeah, the goo in the jar. It's not. A, yeah. One, one thing I want to make clear for people who have not read this. It's not an alien. It no. very much is an invention that Peter's parents made. It's a completely different take. Yeah. Although design wise, it's very similar. Yeah. Um, There doesn't seem to be any kind of like personality to it yeah though. actually looking there in hindsight now after watching the movie after like it's a lot more like the spider-man 3's venom where it's just a suit that like kind of skews your like 
morality, I guess. Like, yeah. it, it just like kind of makes you bad. But it's vo- <laughs> it's voiceless, which is disappointing. Yeah, it's not its yeah. own separate consciousness, right? Which is the more interesting angle. You know, a really weird thing about this too that I forgot because it's only mentioned like twice is this is apparently supposed to be like his dad's DNA. Yeah, and like. So, like, his dad's DNA is the Venom symbiote, which is weird? Yeah, it, it's a weird kind of angle. And there's a weird... Uh, it doesn't really matter in the long run, but, it, yeah, it's kind of a weird There is a detail. line later where he's like, I, f- I feel closer to my dad than ever. I'm like, Ugh. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Maybe I, you shouldn't. I don't know if I like that. I'm covered in my dad's DNA. <laughs> covered in his goo. <laughs> no, don't. No. <laughs> uh, one piece of him left behind. He left behind this goo in a bottle. Yep. All dads do. <laughs> uh, so he goes and grabs the uh, the symbiote to go and you know finish his dad's work and yeah because he gets pissed he like starts getting pissed off because Eddie Brock kind of alludes toward it too that like they maybe could have been taken out by someone because they were getting too close to a cure yeah whatever. like a conspiracy about like who took down the plane which, yeah yeah so he's like fuck that I'm gonna get my dad's suit. And Peter, I mean, to be fair, Peter knows, like, secret agents who do shit like that. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely possible. It's very plausible, yeah. In fact, I'm sure that is what happened, but yeah. There's no way you pitch that in a comic book and have that not be what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eventually, you're going to run out of story and be like, oh, yeah, the plane crashed. That's right. <laughs> Time to connect that thread. Oh, yeah. And during, uh, we forgot to mention, too, while Peter's stealing this suit, it's because uh, Eddie's uh, out at a concert with Gwen. Who uh, is in a high school. Oh, yeah, because Gwen <laughs> is 15 in this run. I yeah. think Eddie's, like, 22. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It, it's, it's fucking weird. It's hilarious, too, because, like, later on after, like, the whole, this whole Venom arc, after Eddie goes, disappears, or is dead, or whatever happens, and, like, uh... Peter ends up going back to like try to find him and his uh, Eddie's roommate is like clearing out some stuff. He's like, oh yeah, he just took off in the middle of the night, but like, it's whatever. He was kind of a douchebag anyway. And like, he was always being like creepy on like young girls and shit. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, Jesus, did everyone just hate this guy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we're very clearly Eddie Brock is some kind of like real piece of garbage. Oh yeah. So him getting the Venom symbiote is probably bad. Yep. Um, and Gwen, unfortunately, just, like, turns him down and then, like, gets away and then it's like, oh, like, and tells Peter, like, do not go around this guy. He's yeah. awful, yeah. Yeah, because they go back to his dorm after the concert and Eddie tries to make a move on her and she's just like, dude, like, I'm 15. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he really uh, deserves to get his ass kicked. Yeah. Um. So there's, what, what I mean when I, what I said earlier was, like, I wish this would have gone longer is, like, we only have one issue where Peter is like in the like black suit Spider Man like with this Venom symbiote. Yep, that should have gone longer. Like you had time in this. Yeah, because you could have thrown something else in there before Eddie got the symbiote. Yeah, you could have had a slower progression of like this down spiral of Peter. It comes back really quick. Because yeah, because they really want to show off like real, how much more powerful the like the symbiote or the venom suit is or whatever and like because like they're the opening part with him doing it he's like saving a hostage and he's like just gets littered with bullets and the suit just kind of absorbs yeah him. and he's like oh look at that yeah, yeah. so like you could have you could have used that like in a lot more different situations and well, just like ditching it immediately. and we never got the idea that like the the symbiote was like corrupting him because he only had it on him once once yeah and like he he went up to this one guy and he was like i'm gonna eat you and then peter immediately is like oh no this is evil and rips yep. it off and yeah it's over. <laughs> like, what? That's it? Yep. I mean, I guess if you want to, like, show just how evil powerful it is, like, you put it on once and you almost can't take it off or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, it's know. It's not the worst thing in the world, but, I mean, the whole... The, the non-alien Venom symbiote is already kind of lame, so well, that's it's, what I it's mean, hard it's, to work out. That part would have been more entertaining to watch than just seeing, like, you know, Venom's rumble and tumble. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, the as the story goes, as the story usually goes with Venom, uh, it it as now that Peter has gotten rid of it, it is now meant for Eddie Brock. Yep. So he goes uh, in a fit of rage and grabs the uh, the Venom symbiote and becomes uh, a new Venom, a uh, a horrible piece of garbage Venom. Yeah, that whole uh, like interaction is hilarious because Eddie gets pissed because he comes back to the lab and the like the vial's gone. It's like you stole my su- you stole my suit and then like they have a big fight and Peter's like no like no one should have that like I got rid of it like just forget about it and then he leaves and Eddie's like oh better open up this other door with the other vial of the venom suit. That I have. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's like why did you get pissed about the first one? Yeah. Oh no, you took one of my many Vin- venom symbiotes. <laughs> yeah. There's one page in this arc where it's it's peter and uh eddie talking about like the ethics of like the the science of like the venom symbiote Mm -hmm. and i don't know whose idea this was but it's literally a full page with just peter's head like just in like the middle of the page this one yeah yeah and it's a text bubble that goes from the top left corner all the way to the right all the way down (laughs) to the left all the way to the right it's so bad yeah it's it I, i guess i never really that wasn't as jarring when I was reading it through, but yeah, that is an interesting choice. I'm almost, pu- I'm not going to put that on the artist or the letterer because I've seen that a couple times in Bendis comics. Okay. I think he just, he, he thinks it's a, a cool style. He wants, he wants to write for like prose. This is not prose. <laughs> you don't have time for all that shit. And when you read that page, the one I'm talking about, none of it is like, it doesn't like, it's not poetry. It's no. just them talking about what the symbiote does. Yeah, it's like, listen, <laughs> man, this is a bad idea, man. <laughs> it's not needed. Yeah. yeah, it's it's literally just a giant diatribe by Peter so, that could have been cut down to about two panels. So not a big deal, but I do want to call it out because I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's it's not big, but there's one page I don't like. <laughs> uh, but yes, the uh, it ends pretty simply um, with Peter uh, and uh, Eddie duking it out. We were going to go a little bit farther in, in this comic, but it looks like it's a little bit farther before we get any relevant stuff for what we're doing for the podcast. And we've gone uh, th- pretty much 40 issues at this point, so I think that's pretty good. Yeah, um, solid chunk. Th- there's some good moments in, in the arcs moving forward, though. There's another Kingpin arc coming back. Green Goblin and Doc Ock are still out there. There is uh, a couple crossovers with uh, different Ultimate characters, which you may or may not like. Uh, I do and personally not a fan but it works in some cases in some cases it does not um well if we're gonna come back to this book my choice would be to maybe skip ahead to uh death of spider-man and then start talking about the miles run which takes place in the same universe oh yeah um and reading that would probably be good for you if you if you're gonna if we're gonna read secret wars because secret wars uh the hickman the conclusion of the hickman avengers run yeah is all about the uh the closing of the ultimate universe okay the ultimate universe ends with that with that event and and forever gotcha so then so like literally miles morales like swings out of that universe and is like goes to ours okay same yeah because i've i pretty sure i don't think i've ever read any miles comics or comics with miles in it yep it's it's this run it's okay. just way later gotcha yeah so um so that that'll be the plan uh eventually maybe we'll get to that uh because i don't know when into the spider verse 2 comes out but maybe it'll be around the time when we i don't do think a- that'll be till like 2023 oh really I think that's early be- 20 or it's either late 2022 or early 20 yeah, i guess animation takes a long time so yeah it is what it is we'll get to it when we get to it but, yep uh, that'll be it for the comic book section of our podcast uh for this week uh we do have one more thing to talk about which is of course uh, spider-man 3 this movie came out in 2007 i believe 
I remember that because it was the opening of our local theater. It opened with this movie. They built this grand theater with like these uh, staircases that go up and the restaurant attached. It was one of the first ones they had that too. Yep. On uh, this big fancy theater. And oh, we have a, a headliner to open this theater Spider Man 3. <laughs> You're all going to love it. <laughs> Dig on this, hot legs. <laughs> I uh, totally forgot that that was like the premiere movie for that. Yep. That's nuts. Uh, but so this movie is interesting because. It's not unwatchable. In fact, I think it's very watchable. It's not good, but it is very watchable. Yeah. There's a lot more redeeming factors than I've remembered. And even when it's not redeeming, there that section in the middle where it's like ridiculous, everyone knows the part I'm talking about. Yeah. It's it's a sight to behold. Yeah, it, if, it, it, it's at least else. it's at least like comically bad or like I, hilariously bad I, d- I have not read any interviews about this movie or any kind of behind the scenes knowledge but i am sincerely wondering if toby mcguire like was told like hey you're playing a dorky kid now and like really overplaying it like he that's probably what he thinks a dorky kid looks like oh yeah this is just in my head yeah this might not be true sorry toby. <laughs> uh so now now he gets told hey you were playing a dorky kid. Now that you have the Venom symbiote, you're going to be cool. Yep. You're going to be a cool cat. You're just the coolest guy to ever live. So when you act it out, just act like the coolest guy you know. I just... <laughs> between that and, like, what it had to have been Raimi's, like, decision to do that. The bangs, the hair. Like, oh, yeah. And I guess that might have been mid-2000s style for that. But even still, like, that was not a cool haircut, like, at any point in history. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was just, like, the emo kid haircut. There's no way that I can be convinced that that whole sequence at the the jazz club is not, like, intentionally bad or weird or, like, off-putting. No. Like, I get that it's supposed to be, ooh, he's being twisted and now he's evil, but there's something else to that where it's like everyone in the club is snapping and dancing. Yeah, they're just 100% into it. Are they also infected by the Venom symbiote? <laughs> is it is it an area of effect? Right. Or um, he's just that charismatic? <laughs> uh, is that, because that part is, I still don't believe. It seems like a fever dream. It's like, because obviously everyone remembers the fucking, the dancing on the sidewalk and all that, but then I completely blanked on him literally jumping on the piano and like fucking busting out some licks and then like doing a huge dance with Gwen and And it's just like what is happening there's it's so worth watching that scene on YouTube if you don't remember it well because there's so many little things to it that it just it gets crazier and crazier as you watch it oh yeah because it starts out with him going in with Gwen Stacy and like uh, weirdly handing a waitress like a $20 bill like very creepily whispering in her ear find us some shade Thanks, hot legs. Like, what the fucking year is this? What? Right? Like, is this 1976? <laughs> you should be slapped. He's like Frank Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, really. It's a real Frank Reynolds move. Right. Uh, and he goes in and then, like, sneaks away. And then right when Mary Jane's about to start singing for the jazz club, he goes up on the piano and starts playing. Yeah. So my first question is, what happened to the pianist? Uh, he, I'm assuming he just shoved him Is off. Is he beaten up in a closet somewhere? <laughs> like, webbed up? <laughs> webbed him to the ceiling. <laughs> oh, God. So he just starts playing the piano, and then uh, Mary Jane's like, uh, what the fuck? Where's the pianist? Like, is he okay? This is for you. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And then does this whole musical number where he is swinging from the rafters. Oh, yeah. Uh, sw- throwing chairs across the room. Yep. Spinning and dancing, and everyone in the club is snapping. Loving like, it. Yeah, yeah. Loving it. He's like, dig on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to dig on this. It's like a musical number. <laughs> oh, it, it's man. It's a straight up musical number. It's so 
it's fascinating. Oh yeah, it's it was a bold decision. It's it's so hard to talk about this movie and not exclusively talk about that scene. It's, <laughs> there's so much to break down there. It's insane. It's it's so. And on top of that, it's a really good scene for Gwen. Gwen Stacy is actually great in this movie. Like, One of the highlights. She's continuously like a great moral center when everyone else is just being shitty, except for oh, Mary yeah. Jane. She's just being thrown around. I yeah, Mary Jane just kind of got the ass under the stick this whole movie. This whole movie, she <laughs> is just ruining the day that she broke up with that astronaut. Seriously, though. <laughs> like, every thought is just like, she, I could have married an she astronaut. She was engaged to a great man, an astronaut, probably rich. J. Jonah Jameson could have been your, your father-in-law. <laughs> How awesome would that have been? She left him at the Alter to marry this fucking buffoon. This dweeb. <laughs> god damn. Oh my god. So <laughs> it, it's it's a real mess. Yeah. Uh also in this movie, Sandman, as we mentioned at the top, at top of the episode, really great in this movie. I, I feel like he should have been in more of it and probably was going to be in more of it. Yeah. They just didn't have time. Yeah. Well, that's another part in that Venom mystery is I, I remember reading a rumor that Sam Raimi was told that Venom was supposed to be in Spider-Man 3. Like, you got to put Venom in this movie. Oh, like, yeah, Find yeah. a place to yep. put Venom in this movie. Yep. When he, he already had plans for Hobgoblin, which that one's on Raimi. That was a mistake. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, like, I want to believe that was just Raimi wanting that character to work and James Franco just fucked it up. Or, But at the same time, you have to realize at least by like the middle of the second movie that it's just not working i i like, think i think it was a plan that maybe could have worked but it's like you said james franco did it, it, it is he's a wet it, sponge it's the reason it doesn't work yeah and because the only reason that we enjoyed james franco's performance because it's, it's comically it bad was completely unintentional on his part <laughs> exactly he was trying to be cool yeah <laughs> he was smashing on the desk like spider-man he thought he was intimidating was, was that intense i was in character for a week preparing for that line. <laughs> yeah yeah good job james good job. it's really funny funny yeah. no that's not shut up that's Let's not go. what i was going for <laughs> so like when in this movie when they're just trying to play it straight <laughs> oh my god there's a part when when uh if we're talking about hobgoblin there's a part in this movie where harry like is fighting peter parker and they smash into green goblin's secret closet with all the goblin bombs yep and peter straight up throws one at him and like for all he knows, kills him. Oh, yeah. Like, it just literally blows up in his face. Yeah, this movie really made evil Peter evil Peter. Because oh, he's going yeah. around, like, straight up probably killed Harry. He doesn't give a fuck. Which, honestly, this version of Harry, that's the least of your crimes. Sayonara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, he comes back though somehow with just like one part of his face burned, like that, uh, like fucking Mister Doctor Evil. Yeah, and as <laughs> and as far as we're like to our perception, it's been like a day, maybe two days max, and it, like it's perfectly healed. Like he's got the whole evil villain look going. Like it's ridiculous. And they try to do this weird thing in this movie too, where he has amnesia for like oh yeah <laughs> for like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh man. And then he instantly gets it back. Yeah. But then he keeps pretending like he has amnesia. Yeah. So that way the characters will talk to him and not instantly put him in jail. <laughs> it's the biggest, like, the plot doesn't work, but here's how we're going to try to make it work. Yeah, they definitely shoehorn it. <laughs> Just get rid of him, man. No one's missing this character. No. And when he dies at the end, Mary Jane and Peter are, like, huddled around him like, oh, Harry. Oh, Harry, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're super sad about it. Even though Harry grabbed mary jane by the neck and threatened to kill her like yesterday yeah literally a day ago <laughs> it's so ridiculous where was this tearful goodbye for sandman when his sick daughter give his sick daughter some money right exactly i mean peter did let give him a get out of jail free card but... i guess but peter should go help him rob a bank that's where i stand 
True, yeah. <laughs> he, he really should be fighting for the cause. Yeah. Get it done. Get the job done, Peter. Uh, but yeah, I, I got sidetracked, though. Uh, Sandman, very good in this movie. Um, He's not in many scenes at all, except for the very beginning and the very end. Yep. In the middle, he's pretty much gone. They just like, we're like, we don't have time for you in the middle. No, no, no. Act two, you're mud. Yeah, you're, you are literally just not on the man. screen. Yeah. Because <laughs> what happens is, is he has this really, like, you know, uh, good backstory where he's actually part of the uh, the two-man crew that killed Uncle Ben. Yep. Because that one guy robbed the, uh, the wrestling uh, ring or whatever. That was his partner. Yeah, his partner robbed that and then ran back and uh and Sandman Flint Marco was supposed to be the getaway driver. Yep. So he he robs uh Uncle Ben of his car and then Uncle Ben there's this really like touching moment where he's like puts his hand on his shoulder, he's like, Don't do this, just go home. Yeah, like, just put down the gun and go home. Yeah. And then like Flint even says like later in the movie, he's like, I realize now he was probably just trying to help me. Like, yep. like not even for himself. Well, and yeah. the way they the way uh Raimi plays that in the story wise really is really cool because yeah. when it, when you first when it's first revealed like we basically get like a mental like projection of what peter thinks happened and it's just like sam man like pulling him out of the car and shoving him down on the street and shooting him like a dog yeah. just for like full effect but then it turns out that like he just had the gun like pointed at him and then when his partner came up to like hurry him into the car like he accidentally pulled the trigger right so, like he didn't even mean to shoot him so they do a really good job of like because i remember because i we i didn't remember that scene so when, i didn't when either. we first saw the flashback we were like what Is yeah i was what like happened? wait what like he just shoots him like a dog i was, I was like why are we supposed to feel bad for but, him and but then it's yeah really cleverly played yes yeah. so um with even though the jazz scene is ridiculous i think the downplay of peter in this movie is done decently well yeah um a little bit like with the sandman stuff at least not with really any exclusively the with the sandman yeah. stuff because yeah his whole we never really told i mean we touched on how big of a douche he becomes with the venom suit but even before that he's so like ego whack with like the spider-man day parade yeah and all that shit because yeah there's a spider-man day parade and he literally does like the Mary Jane upside down kiss with Gwen Stacy. That and part he, is baffling. He initiates it. He's like, lay one on me. They'll love it. It's like, wait, what? That, <laughs> that part is baffling because even let's let's just consider for a moment that Peter is unapologetically terrible. Yeah. Like, let's say he just loves fucking people over. Mm -hmm. Even if you're going to do that for effect, how does anyone know that that's like a Spider-Man moment? No one would know. That was a private moment that only Peter and Mary Jane experienced. Yep. Like, that's not like an... That's an iconic moment meta-wise. Exactly. And because, to him and MJ. Yeah. And like, and like to us, like that's like the cover of the movie. So yeah. it's like, hey, do the thing. Yep. But it's not like Hulk smash. Like, no one sees it. No, no one's seen that. So it's, it's a weird, baffling, like, meta moment where you're like, Peter, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's so, like, it just comes and, like, out of nowhere. he knows Mary Jane's in the crowd. So even if he is unapologetically a terrible person, he's a fucking dumb one. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, the scene before is literally them at home, like, oh, see you at the parade. <laughs> God. So yeah, even before the Venom symbiote, like he is kind of being a really shitty person. Yeah, his um, head, his ego is out of whack, which makes sense because the Venom symbiote, we're told, is supposed to like amplify the shittiness yep. of you, basically. Yeah, or make like amplify the things that you are. Yeah, so, it, like we were, like that proves that like he was being terrible. Yep, because yeah, and like that's I think that's what Raimi was kind of going for, but it never really gets resolved like at the end peter just especially with him and mary jane the whole the last scene of that movie is so weird it's just them like at the place and they just kind of like longingly or like meaningfully stare at each other and then they just like hug yeah they and, never reconcile and that that was their reconciliation they were just like eh whatever I mean, nor do i want them to mary jane can do so much better oh yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, so like I'm, I, I was worried at the end she'd be like, "Oh, Peter, I forgive you." Yeah, but she just walks away. I'm like, "Good for her." Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, and that I think that's really where the 
the problem with having an overstuffed movie comes in because there's obvious things where it's like you just don't have time like Sam Man doesn't have the time he gets to do what he wants but it's like that's a side character so you can forgive it to an extent yeah but when you have an overstuffed movie you you have a really hard time keeping a central theme oh yeah that makes any kind of sense yep and this movie does not have one at all besides like Sometimes if you're a shitty person, you can be an extra shitty person and then <laughs> there's no fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> the end. You can kinda you can kinda punch some people around and make things a little better and then it just kinda ends. But yep, I mean you fucked up, bud. Yeah. The end. Think about it. Franchise over. <laughs> See you in twenty twenty one. Right. <laughs> oh man. It it yeah, it's just such a letdown from how good the first and second ones were. And like obviously trilogies are tough. It, it's very seldom that people land. Yeah. The second or third one. So, I mean, it, it's a feat to do. I mean, they have one of the best sequels of all time. So, yeah, they got that going. That, that, that's a thing. So, yeah. I mean, we can definitely give them that. And who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Sandman will show up and be like, Peter, here's all the uh, scenes we forgot to do. And they do those all in a row. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, so, that could be a thing. Yeah. But we'll, we're going to find out. We're going to see that movie, uh, Spider Man Around the Home, in a couple weeks. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to figure out a time to schedule a recording with Dan so we can discuss both the comic and that movie. Yep. Uh, and then that'll be uh, some Spider-Man stuff. And actually, if we do end up doing Avengers, Spider-Man don't stop. Oh, we're going yeah. to keep doing Spider-Man uh, until uh, we read every issue that there's ever been. I was going to say, we're going to be full Marvel for a while. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> what um, even... I'm trying to think. I'm sure there there's plenty on the slate for Marvel for next year, but what's like the next movie or tv show to come out um well actually this might be a change of pace if we want to because avengers you're right we have done a lot of marvel i do want to get to avengers but there's no reason it has to be in january what we could maybe do and i don't know what the comic for this would be but i'm just throwing it out there in january on january i think 6th or 13th so maybe we wouldn't do this right away but this could be february yeah uh peacemaker comes out Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that could be. Uh, there's a there's a, an interesting uh, variety of of choices we would have for a comic because Peacemaker is a very old character. Yeah. So we could go back and see like kind of what the original take on that was. Let's or, let's just cover Pax Americana. We could definitely do Pax Americana. <laughs> right. That's really the only besides Suicide Squad. And I no, I don't even think I've seen him in a Suicide Squad comic. For those wondering what you're talking movie. about, it is a, uh, a one-off story Multiversity. in a Multiversity, Grant Morrison uh, comic, very much recommended. Oh, yeah. Uh, we could definitely do that, because that would go very... Because you could just talk about that issue by by itself, and it'd be Oh, fun. yeah. You yeah. could break that down a lot. Because uh, it, it's cool, because Grant Morrison plays Peacemaker and a bunch of those other uh, characters, the Charlton characters that the Watchmen characters are based off of, yep. and uses the characters that the Watchmen characters are based off of in their original context, yep. using the kind of flavor of Watchmen yep. to tell its own story. It's very, very good. Yeah, the the question Rorschach is still hilarious. Oh, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so that that's definitely an option. But if that show starts in, uh, mid-January, then we might want to do that maybe February. Yeah, yeah, it, we could sit on it. So we'll, we'll figure out something to do early January. We'll uh, we'll weigh our options. If And again, if you have an opinion, hit us up over on Twitter at Agents of Podcast and let us know because... Pretty much anytime someone's requested something on Twitter, we've done it so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll our, take it. Yep. So by all means, that's where you hit us up. Uh, until then, I believe that covers everything for our uh, Speedy Man coverage. Uh, anything else uh, for the people uh, before we go? Uh, find us some shade, hot legs. Uh, find us some shade, everybody. <laughs> uh, until then, dig on this. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>